What is up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks. This is episode 154. This is our Texas Tech and Oklahoma State preview. We are proudly powered by the nation, so make sure you're following them on all social media platforms and all the great podcasts that this network provides you guys. A lot of Texas Tech content. Can never get enough of it. Follow all the great podcasts like Ramblin' Raiders, Talking Tech, and more. Uh, also, make sure you are following us. Got to follow us on Apple and on Spotify. Give us those five star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. If you listen to us on Apple, we greatly appreciate it. If you leave us a review on there, also follow our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Also, give our YouTube channel a follow. We're posting little clips from each week's episode there for you, a little bite-sized video so you can catch uh, parts of the show if you can't listen to the full episode in its entirety. Uh, also, our Tailgate Crashers reviews are up, so we have our uh, first Murray State Tailgate and our Houston Tailgate videos up and hoping to get that Texas Tailgate video up for you guys here in the near future. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or anything to add to the tailgate, you can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Texas Tech and Oklahoma State preview. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, well, Texas Tech heads to Stillwater this week to take on the number 7th ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys, the fifth consecutive game against the ranked opponent. Uh, of course, you've only played six games coming up, so uh, five That's of them rough. being ranked opponents. That's pretty tough. Uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys coming off their biggest win of the season after they knocked off Baylor and Waco over the weekend, so a pretty convincing uh, and solid win for them there. Uh, so, Dustin, just kind of take it from there, man. What are your thoughts uh, as we head into what will probably be our toughest matchup of the season? Yeah, tough matchup. And I think when you're just looking at everything on paper, it doesn't look very daunting. Um, we'll get into some more numbers in a minute, but I think you just got to expect Oklahoma State. They're very well coached. They've been here a while. You know, they have seventh year, whatever, senior starter. Spencer Sanders leading the way. They just have a lot of experience going into this with coaching and their team. And that's where you're kind of lacking in a lot of places is that experience and composure and whatnot. And so that's the daunting part of it is they kind of have the intangibles and being at home, Oklahoma State, Stillwater is a – they make it a very loud place. We know it's very compact and they're tied up to you and swinging those stupid paddles on the, on the yeah. wall. But they make it loud and rowdy to play in. So uh, we'll get into how, how we need to play this, especially the start of it. Um, but it's I don't feel great on another big road game since the first two haven't gone well so far. Yeah, I think that's where my head's at on this. Is I, We haven't shown anything to give me the confidence that we can go in on the road against a team like Oklahoma uh, yep. State and pull off the upset. So for me, it's really about can we – just compete 
you know, that's kind of where my head's at as we head in this game. I just want to see us go be competitive, keep it a close game, kind of make them have to sweat a little bit. Uh, I'm not expecting us to get the win, but I would love to see us come out and just fight, keep it close all game, not get blown out. Um, I think that's one of the major things we talked about coming into the season was we didn't want to see a team get down like 14 nothing, and then, you know, them just completely give up. And this hasn't been that team so far this year. I mean, no. you were down 13 to nothing against Kansas State, and I think previous years that game was a wrap at that moment. And down in but, Texas too, same story. Yeah, so they've been able to bounce back despite maybe having some slow starts and stuff and keep these games close. So that's what I want to see from them is I just yeah. want to see them fight. I want to see the – uh, the offense put up a better performance. I want to see the defense keep us in the game. It's it's weird because, like, it's the number seventh-ranked Oklahoma State. They've been pretty good for a while, but Spencer Sanders just doesn't really do anything yeah. for me. So, Hey, I while think we're on just, like, general is, stuff on them, like, yeah. before we get into individuals, like, I was looking into everything. I didn't really look. I mean, I did their individual numbers. I mean, good quarterback, running back couple good wide receivers really i looked there they're like senior senior junior junior like very experienced bunch um but they've had a cupcake kind of schedule so far and like their three pre-conference games central michigan which that was a shootout and had over 100 points in it arizona state who the next week fired their coach on the field after the game like yep and then arkansas pine bluff is a ridiculous cupcake game then they had a bye week before the Baylor game last week so that's another reason why the Baylor game they had a good little hand up there so like I didn't look too much at their team numbers so far because I'm like they've played nothing and had a bye week before Baylor and looked good so um I'm not as scared of them on paper yeah. On paper, we have better numbers across the board, offense and defense. Well, on paper, I'm not scared of them. And honestly, just like Spencer Sanders doesn't scare me. So, like, I we've literally seen him keep us in games in the past because of his <laughs> offense. But, like, he doesn't necessarily scare me. It's just the Mike Gundy and yeah. this team is very right. coached very well. And so and it is going to take a lot to pull them off. You're going to have to the, make them- the top 10, top five type defense they had last year. Like no, good yeah, defense, they, good D line, but not great and amazing yeah. like they were last year. So that should definitely help, especially Donovan Smith, who had a lot of trouble with that last year. Yeah, last <laughs> year they were too. they were absolutely dominant up front sure. last year, and and you scored zero <laughs> points on them. So you're hoping to wash that bad taste from your mouth that you had last yeah. time. But let's get into it. Offense, offense has struggled so far on the road. And Dustin, I I got had to look it up because. You know, just thinking about our two recap episodes on the road games, I just remember you saying punt a lot, punt, 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 or, or three <laughs> yeah. and out, or four, four, four and out, uh, in case we went four and on fourth. So I went, and I just wanted to see what our offense has done in the first quarter on road games. And so, so far in two first quarters on the road, we have only gained 45 yards, yep. and we have only ran 20 plays. Yeah. That is not good. And when you compare it to – uh, other quarters on the road, you're you're averaging about 130 yards in the second, third, and fourth quarters alone. Like 130 yards, yeah, you're a top average team in offense. both other quarters. <laughs> but somehow in the first quarter, you're only averaging 22 and a half yards. Um, and so 
I, I thought that was interesting and, and it kind of explains why your offense is, has been struggling is you can't get anything going in the first quarter. So with all that said, like what are your thoughts on Donovan and this offense as we head into uh, this game in Stillwater? I got one even better for you. Before you even sent me the script, I was looking at stuff. You know what our first quarter average scoring is? Zero. Two and a half points. <laughs> That's not good. Like, we're averaging a field goal a first quarter. I hate that. That's with the that's with home games. That's that's all yeah. five so far. Yeah, twenty I mean, yeah, two and a half points per first quarter so far. And that's zero. You haven't scored in the first quarter on the road. So Right. So yeah, first quarter is big because yeah, we start to figure things out and adjust really well and we got to. I think we got to establish some run game. I know their D line is going to be great on us. That's their best attribute on defense, and that gives our O line problems, obviously. Yeah. But I think we got to try to establish some stuff there, and not especially like if we got second and medium, we got to get that to third and short. Because another stat for you, you know what our third down rate is overall. Uh, bad yeah it can't be good because you're going <laughs> for it on fourth a lot you went for it eight times in the texas game so right. i remember it at one point in the Kansas 25, State game, for, 25 for 74 that's 34 percent yeah that's that's gotta five be five per game that's, that's bad terrible. yeah we gotta execute do way 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 better on third down and not have to worry about this fourth down crap which I don't hate. I like the fourth down stuff, but let's right. not have to do it as much. And let's get some third downs and less punts and convert these second mediums to third and shorts, and hopefully we can convert there. I think it leads to the play calling and execution of plays, which is what our coach has talked about earlier this week too. So that's the key is play calling and execution of these plays, getting shorter fields to get. Play calling was what I wanted to focus on because I was listening to Joey McGuire's little press conference on Monday, and he mentioned that like after the game, Kitley told him that he wished he would have ran the ball a little bit more in the first quarter. And it's like, man, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, can we actually go and do it now? Right. I, I expect a, a more runs here in the first quarter because, I mean, you're just looking at that. 45 yards in the first quarter on the road. Like you have got to figure out a way to settle Donovan down and not just throw him right into the fire. It obviously takes him a little bit to get comfortable on the road. And you've got to do some things to help get him there a little bit faster. And you've got two really solid running backs who you trust uh, probably as much as anybody on that offense. You have got to give them the ball. And they have been running extremely well for you despite having to just battle for all these yards. So big time. Like, I think it was something that we talked about when we were sitting there in the Texas game. It was like, I'll take a two-yard, three-yard run on first down because now you're at second and seven instead of second and ten or yeah. one of those screen pads that goes for a loss and you're negative. already negative yardage. Like, take the positive yards. If you're able to get three, four yards a carry, you're going to be doing fine the rest of the way. I, I just don't know why we seem to abandon it in the first quarter. Um and so I expect our play calling to be a little bit more, yeah. uh, I I hope, it, hopefully a little more our, consistent. I said it on our recap the other day. Yeah, like a little more run, a little less of the BS wide receiver screens. Yeah. 
Because those are getting was, snuffed out. Maybe Kitley was watching Monday Night Football and saw a wide receiver screen get pick six from Matt Stafford and be like, yeah, maybe that's not a great play. Stafford can't do it. <laughs> I've been watching, like, you know, I've been watching the NFL college games, and it just feels like every time a screen pass is thrown, it's getting blown up now. It feels like teams Why are do you more want your aware. other receivers to be your lead blockers? Right. Like, a lot of them were going, and Miles Price that. is your lead, bro- lead blocker. Like, I love Miles Price, but he's not necessarily the dude that I really want being the lead blocker. I'd rather oh. have a guy like Loic Fungi or one of your bigger wide receivers out there. Uh, one of the tight ends or anybody, but not. Yeah. Honestly, I don't want my wide receivers main priority for a third of the plays to be yeah. blocking for other wide receivers. Like I get the whole downfield blocking for runs. That's part of your job, but this whole block blocking instead of catching the ball, I don't get. But yeah, I expect more usage out of your running backs. I, I think you've got to establish the run early and often in this game. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing is like you've only ran twenty plays in the first quarter on the road too. You've got to be able to sustain a drive. Like we're not talking about going and lighting the scoreboard up here in the first quarter. I'm not expecting that, but you at least got to put together drives longer than three plays. Like you got to be able yeah. to kill some time, run the ball, get you. Six, we used seven, to have the same plays. problem with Cliff of going three yeah. and out or going to score. There's literally the a boomer bust conversion rate of that. We like you. We were either the worst team at getting a first down. But if we got the very first one, we were the best team at scoring. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. hey, get at least a first down or two to shift some field. Use Austin McNamara, yep. you know. But, yeah, I would love to see uh, in the first quarter here a couple seven, eight, ten-yard drives, run some time, yep. figure out ways to move the ball, and, you know, make their defense have to work in the first quarter. You're, you're not making these teams work. They're, you're putting your defense in a really bad spot by not moving the ball out on offense and just constantly putting them back out there on defense. So uh, interesting to see how that's going to uh, play out on Saturday. What are your expectations for Donovan alone in this game? We've talked about it a lot. His stats always look good, but the eye test doesn't really – seem like it's all there when you're watching him on the road and some of these passes just sail on him some bad decision making how do you expect him to perform in what's going to be another really tough environment hostile environment for sure which it's good he's gotten more experience and played them and he kind of remembers how bad he played against his team last year everybody did but he's going to be under pressure we can kind of already assume that we'll talk about o-line in just a minute um It's really about the turnovers. I mean, we got to convert some third downs and be a little more accurate, especially to our tall receivers, tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> and that internal clock, where to get to. Um, but it's about the turnovers. Don't turn the ball over. You've seen games where we turn the ball over and lose that turnover battle. We are kind of getting crushed. I mean, we make it look competitive in the end, but it's just daunting for us to try to come back. I mean, that's my word of the day, I guess, but. It just makes it so hard for everybody to come back when we're throwing two and three picks for some of these Fumbling. games. So it's about the ball security and converting some of these third downs. Yeah, I would like to see uh, us, especially after you said that stat, like I would like to see us convert those third downs at a Bad. better rate. Because a lot of these third downs aren't all that long either. There's sometimes that you're like you've gotten a sack on first down or second down that ends up being kind of the drive killer for you. But there's multiple times where you've had third and three, third and short, and you're not able to get it. And that's why you go for it on fourth down. And then you're either able to get it or you're not there. 
Um, but you got to be able to convert on those third and manageable situations and, and, and move the chains. And I just want to see Donovan. Yeah. Protect the ball more. We, we can't keep having these three, four turnover games on the road. You're already at a disadvantage with it being on the road. And then you're giving them the ball three, you're giving them three, four extra possessions every single game. Right. You've got to be able to limit those turnovers, uh, move the ball. Uh, hold, hold on to it, protect it, put your defense in better positions. Like that's absolutely got to be something that it's got to be super important for them this game. So far through this season, the Oklahoma State Cowboys have managed to get 12 sacks on the season. Uh, that's quite a bit for, uh, that's what, three game. I think they played four games now. So uh, they're doing a pretty good job up front. It's definitely the strength of this defense um, that you can be able to get some passing yards on them. They've been giving up yards and points, so it's not the daunting defense that we saw yeah, last cool. year. Um, but how do you expect the offensive line to hold up against a pretty solid front uh, that was able to cause Baylor quite a bit of issues last week? Yeah, their D-line and a couple linebackers are big-time players, good key to their defense. I mean, you're going to hear the names Oliver, Lacey, Martin, Penske and Cobb, probably a whole lot this game. Those yeah. guys all have multiple sacks on the season. And this far into the season, that's pretty good. Uh, when you're only four games deep and have five guys with multiple sacks. So they're going to give us fits for sure. I mean, I've said it multiple times over and over and over, and I'll keep repeating it. We're going to have to help the O-line out like and put Cup and some Teeter and those guys to help block or chip and something to help out those five guys up front. It's not, and maybe run the ball and keep those guys yeah. pushed backwards. Like we got to use our strengths too. So those guys are going to give us a very hard time and give Donovan a hard time. So the play calling and scheme is going to be a big deal. I think in this game, it's probably one of the best overall D lines we'll play all year. Yeah. That and Baylor, I think will probably be the best two that you're going to face the rest of the way. Um, yeah, it's all about, what Kitley can do to help Donovan and this line. And it's, I think having a consistent steady run game, keeping the defense guessing, having some of these drives that last 10 plus plays. So you can keep nickel and diming them down the field, stay on the field, run some clock. Um, but yeah, use those big tight ends to help out. Use your running backs who uh, are pretty big bodied in there to pitch in and, and, and help out and keep the pocket clean. And Donovan's got to be more aware on the road. He yes. has got to step up and be able to realize, hey, two seconds or so, I don't have any more time. I've got to get rid of the ball. I've got to start running. I've got to do something. Um, and he's got to help the line out that way because, you know, you're watching several of these sacks and plays are just him not getting rid of the ball. So he's got to be able to have that awareness to get rid of it and make a play upfield. Um, and, and help your offensive line out that way. So um, any other things on the offense that you're looking for in this game or, or trying to pay attention to? No, nothing I want to key on yet. I'll talk a little more on our offense prediction stuff later. Okay. The defensive side of the ball, they have been kind of susceptible to the big play as of late, especially in the Texas and the Kansas State games. They are giving yep. up touchdowns of several plays, 69-yard runs, all that stuff. Um, but other than that, they've been that kind of bend don't break defense where they've been keeping you in games uh, so far this season. They're keeping you in that Kansas State game. 
What do you think about their chances against the Spencer Sanders, who we've talked about, doesn't necessarily uh, scare you as a quarterback, but has the experience been there for a long time? How do you think they stack up against this uh, Cowboy offense and Spencer Sanders? Yeah, I still feel really good about the defense, even with the big plays. I mean, this is going to be similar to Kansas State with a little more Texas feel to it. They'll mix up both those kind of offenses almost. Because um, Spencer Sanders can run a little bit. I mean, he's got almost 200 yards on the season for running and four touchdowns there. Not that much yards, um, 1,111 touchdowns, two picks. So he doesn't scare you, but he's good enough with all his experience and his athleticism. It's all good enough, you yeah. know, to, to get them to move the ball, get it to the right people enough times, enough places. Like he does a really good job of game managing for them and, and making plays just enough. You know, like I said, he's a six year senior. He's been there a long, long time, a lot of game experience. And so and then they got a junior running back and a couple wide receivers that are really solid. Like that's their, their whole mantra this year, I think, is just being really solid across the board. No one's going to blow you away like we had with Deuce and Martinez last week, but they're just going to try to chip away and chip away and chip away and probably look to take a couple of those shots on us. But I feel really good about being able to defend him way better than Martinez, obviously. He's going to be more like a Hudson Card type athlete, like kind of good, but not great. And it's just trying to contain those big plays down the field. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have a good chance. Like I said, they don't scare me on paper with anybody. They're just veterans that are pretty dang good, you know? Yeah, they're, they're solid all the way around. Here's some kind of offensive numbers for y'all. They're so far on the season, they're averaging 47.8 points per game <sighs> and 478.3 yards per game. Um, Right now, Spencer Sanders is he's thrown for 1,097 yards and 11 uh, touchdowns passing. He has 185 yards on the ground and four touchdowns rushing. Dominique Richardson, their running back that Dustin mentioned, their junior running back, he has 288 yards on the ground, three rushing touchdowns. And their top two receivers, Braden Johnston, 360 yards and three touchdowns, and Brennan Presley with 252 yards and one TD receiving. So it's nothing like we said before. Nothing that just like, like jumps off the screen and goes team wow. Stats are overblown because of the other right. cupcakes they played, like Central Michigan, right. Arkansas, and Arizona State. You know. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, this we, we've seen Spencer Sanders several times, and he's definitely that quarterback that he can give you. He's he's going to try to throw a couple picks and if you're there for him you're going to be able to turn the ball over, give your offense a couple extra possessions. Um you know, nobody's really tried to test us in the air this season so far. Um you know, Texas hit some big plays on us, but in that second half we were able to really shut them down, hold them to like 70 yards in the second half passing. Kansas State didn't really try to test it through the air. They did all their damage on the ground so i think if you're able to limit the ground game and kind of have to make spencer sanders throw the ball i think that gives yeah. you your best opportunity um and you have some guys back there who are waiting to get their first interceptions of the year you got reggie pearson back there who's waiting to add to his interception total so i think if you can make spender San spencer sanders have to throw the ball i think he's going to try to throw you a couple and if you can just be opportunistic uh and, and be able to you know, hold on to the, those picks that he tries to throw you. I think you're going to give yourself a good chance um, uh, against this offense that, like we said, 
doesn't super scare you, but at the same time, they just have a lot yeah. of guys who are just really good. They don't they don't have any places that you're like, wow, they suck there. They're they're good up front. <laughs> they're good at receiver. They're good at running back. And Spencer Sanders is the type of quarterback who can win you games. And so that's kind of uh, what that offense presents to you. Any anything else you wanted to touch on here with the defense and kind of what you expect from Tim DeRuiter in this group? This yeah, this I hope game? we get some on that side of the ball. Um, one note I had that I forgot to mention in our stuff and kind of their defense. Um, they've only had three interceptions and one fumble so far in these four games. So they're not a huge takeaway team right now. So That's maybe good. that helps us. Yeah. They're not super aggressive on that side and maybe we can help limit our own turnovers. Yeah. You can't present them with the opportunities to do that. You got to hold on to yeah. the ball and you got to make good solid throws and not throw it right to them. You know, when some of these picks have been, um, but yeah, they, that's good for us. Hopefully, you know, they're not a big <laughs> turnover team, so you can yeah. protect the football and hopefully you're able to uh, force some. You have that big take three motto, but yeah, you haven't been able to take three once this season. This would be a good opportunity to do so yep. uh, on the road in Stillwater. So some injury news. The only things I've really been updated on, uh, Miles Price is going to be a game time decision. We're not real sure with him. It's an ankle, so... Um, I know Joey said that if he can play, he's going to suit up and try to play. Um, but with the bye week coming up, you might see him miss this week, uh, try to heal up, rest, have some time to get back before the West Virginia game. Uh, he did say that Adrian Fry will be back and yes. suited up and playing defense. I wouldn't expect to see him uh, on special teams. Correct. Um, he's just going to be uh, helping out. Uh, on the defense so you get a body back there uh, yeah. another really good secondary player to go with the other guys who have been playing really well so far this season have you heard anything else injury wise or is that everybody That's exactly covered what i've there? heard yep all right so now we get on to our predictions for the texas tech oklahoma state game uh dustin as always let's start off with our Offensive predictions for the game. What do you have uh, as your offensive prediction? I'm going to go back to the well of last week in hopes that it works this time and give me tight end usage. Give me some. Yes. We would all love to see that uh, from you, me. RC has been out here give me clamoring for the tight end, end usage. usage. Got to use those guys. I guess got, just got, throw numbers out. Like I'll go like eighty tight end yards and at least one touchdown. I guess okay. not crazy I, to ask for. <laughs> yeah, I, you know we got to get them involved. They were the big hype of the off season, and so far it's been pretty underwhelming in in what you've got from them. Uh, they've had some moments here and there, but uh, yeah. this would be a huge opportunity uh, to to use them and try to attack the middle of the field. Use their big bodies. So, yeah, I like that prediction from you. I'm going to kind of dumb it down here. Offensive prediction-wise, I just haven't been able to – you know, I had Trey Cleveland last week, so I feel good about that one. Nice. I'm going to go with that first quarter talking that we Oof. were doing. I'm going to say that we get our first first quarter touchdown on the road this season. I like it. I, like I, I think we're going to be able to punch it in for six. Not sure how, but um, we Texas Tech scores their first touchdown in the first quarter of a, uh, of a road game this season is going to be my – Offensive prediction. Uh, defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say, you know, Oklahoma State's been averaging about 47.8 points per game. 
Our defense hasn't allowed anybody over the 40-point mark yet this season. I think we're going to keep that streak alive. I think we hold Oklahoma State's under 40, which I think is a pretty good pretty good number to to hold. This defense is kind of giving up around – uh, you know, 26 points per game, I think I saw it as. So I think we're going to hold them under 40 points uh, in this one. Uh, what about you? I'm looking at our D-line. You know, Sean, throwing him in there also. But Tyree and Bradford have been really good the last couple games. And the rest of those D-line guys. So I'm going with that D-line of getting five sacks this game. Okay, D- five sacks. Wow. Five, baby. Going big. Five sacks. That's a hefty number that would be uh that'd be good to see uh, and that would probably help lead to a couple turnovers if you're able yeah. to get that kind of pressure keep spencer sanders uncomfortable maybe uh force him to throw a couple picks in there because uh, he's getting harassed all game would like all to right. see that all right your score prediction for this week's game dustin what have you got you know watching texted you last week like watching oklahoma state play baylor i was like man they look really solid kind of scare me it's also kind of overreacting to our game and loss yeah and i started looking at the numbers and i'm like nothing on them scares me they've played some cupcakes and i think we can go win this especially after a couple bad on the road games against big ranked teams now we know what it's like we can adjust players and coaches wise and i think we can handle this one and they're not the big daunting defense like last year I think we can pull out a win here, 34-31. to 34-31. Dustin continuing to go with Texas Tech each week. Uh, I, I I just don't see us winning this game. I, I think Oklahoma State's just too well-rounded of a team. They might not be as dominant as they were last year on defense, but they're still going to cause problems up front. Uh, I haven't seen enough from Donovan and Kitley really on offense Sure. to get me excited about them being able to come through for us on a road <laughs> game right now. Um, and so that's what has me kind of nervous on this one. I've got Oklahoma State winning 38 uh, to 27 in this one. So oh. I'm going to go Oklahoma State with a 38-27 victory. Um, hurts to say, but I, I just don't think we're at that level yet. They're a really good squad. They're well coached, and they're pretty well-rounded as a football team. So hard for me to pick uh, – Checking this one, I just I just yeah. don't see us happening. Um, any other things you want to touch on on this football game before we head on over and make our shot bets for the week? Nothing else here, man. Good luck to us Saturday. Yeah, good luck to us Saturday. Um, we're gonna go and recap our shot bets and make some new picks for this week. Well, last week we lost our Texas Tech shot bet as uh, the whistle gate would uh, kind of doom us <laughs> on that pick. We, we had got Texas cheated. Tech. We got hosed. We got cheated by the Big 12 refs. And, of course, Big 12 did absolutely nothing, said absolutely nothing, just everybody pretending like it didn't happen. As you expect the Big 12 to do, they never, ever hold anybody accountable uh, and continue to do so despite new leadership. Um, but we did lose that shot bet as we had Texas Tech plus seven and a half. Uh, of course, we lost by nine points, so we failed to cover that spread, uh, giving us the shot bet loss. But on the bright side, me and Dustin were able to win our first Woo! NFL shot Good bet Chiefs. of the season. Chiefs handled Tom Brady and the Bucks 
uh, to win that game and cover the two and a half point spread. Uh, so we end our <laughs> uh, winless streak in the NFL this past week. So that was great. So moving on to this week's shot bets, of course, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State on Saturday. Oklahoma State is currently a nine and a half point favorite. So Dustin, according to your score prediction, I'm assuming you're going Texas Tech to cover the nine. Yeah, and a I half. am. Dustin, going with the nine and a half. I have Oklahoma State winning by eleven points, so I'm going to take the Oklahoma State side of this bet. Um, I just think they're a better team than we are right now, but there's no shame in that, as I think we all had this kind of penciled in as a loss before the season. So, um, so in case we do lose this week, you know, don't lose your cool over it, right? Remember, remember where we were at the start of this season, and so right. some of the things we've done. Our NFL shot bet for this week. I thought Sunday night football would be a good place to do our shot bet again as the division rivals, the Cincinnati Bengals, head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Joey B versus Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are a three-point favorite. Dustin, which way are you going? To me, the Bengals in that. They've looked better the last couple weeks. Ravens' defense is kind of shoddy. So give me the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Yeah, Ravens have been interesting. They've blown two pretty sizable leads, um, <laughs> but yet they Lamar Jackson has been really good so far. Yeah. So I'm going to go on the home side of this bet. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, and also I have Lamar Jackson as my fantasy quarterback. So you. You know, I'm always hoping for uh, big stats from him. <laughs> Last week he kind of let me down. He, he had a solid first quarter, but after that he didn't really do anything. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll go Ravens on this side. So to recap, uh, me and Dustin split both of our picks this week. Dustin going Texas tech plus nine and a half. I'm going Oklahoma state minus nine and a half. Dustin going Bengals plus three. I'm going Ravens minus three. So before we get out of here for the week, Dustin, do you have a final shot for us? Yeah, I got a little interesting college football story going around. SMU football has a handful of players that are going to sit out the rest of the yeah, year this. Um, because they want to. Um, you can only play like four games before your red shirt is burned. So they're going to sit out the rest of the season to save their red shirt, red shirt the rest of the season, and then transfer after this year. Um, after kind of reading more and thinking about it, I was like, you know, I don't really, I don't hate this. I mean, it's not a ton of players doing it. If it was a lot of players, then you'd have to be like, all right, what's going on over there? But it's not a ton of players. Like I said, two to four, so like a handful of players. But, I mean, they had a new coaching staff come in this offseason. Yeah. So you don't know what situation is. Maybe there's some other guys behind them getting more playing time. Maybe there were some promises said that aren't being followed through on. Maybe they're just not liking how it's going with the new coaching staff. And so let those kids go find a new home and maybe better situation for themselves. Um, let them stay in the weight room and let – you get to have some other guys younger or less experienced get some experience and some some try on the field. So I don't hate it. It's an interesting situation, um, and especially now with the transfer portal having like certain windows. Like they can't transfer now. They have to stay at SMU for the rest of the semester. Um, but then they can, yeah. After the season. But now they can save their season. Doesn't count towards their credit, basically, like their four years of playing. So – I don't hate it. I think it's okay. Uh, you have any comment either way or thought on it? 
No, I'm always pretty pro player on yeah. a lot of this stuff. Um, if they don't, if something went wrong, if for some reason they don't want to play, like even as a coaching staff, do you want a guy who doesn't? The coaches want to be are okay with it. They said coaches yeah. are all like, "All right, cool." Yeah, I mean, do you want a guy who doesn't want to be there to play for you? No, uh, you want dudes who want to be there to play for you. Yeah. And if this kid's made that decision, all right, so be it. Like, let him go. Uh, that's why you already have a lot of other players. And like you said, gives other players the opportunity to step up and kind of take that role. So, I mean, it, it's the day and age of college sports that we're at where you're going to see a lot more of this. And yeah, it's, you're I'm just okay going to kind of have to get adjusted to it. And yeah, I'm fine with it. Like Jalen Tyson sat out and wanted to transfer a lot. Yeah. And we're better for it. So it's going to help teams. It's going to hurt teams. But that's just the way that's how everything is nowadays. So yeah. uh so whatever, wherever the player wants to be, hey, you know, more power to you. Totally. Um, my final shot will be America's long-lasting nightmare is over tonight. Aaron Judge has hit his 62nd home run Woo! of the season. He's seventh all-time on the home run list, That's according to, to everybody else. But he is now the home run leader in the American League. Good job, Aaron Legal Judge. Rangers for giving that one up. Yeah, yeah happened in texas tonight um uh, but man was that thank god we were on espn plus so we didn't have to have the aaron judge cut-ins <laughs> for every single at bat but my goodness does espn not know how to read the room people who are watching ole miss and kentucky do not give a single fuck about aaron I judge know. and like college football fans don't care about aaron judge hitting the 60 second home run if it was 72 73 i would maybe understand it then but baseball has fallen so far behind yeah. all these other sports that nobody cares about it. And if it was 20 years ago when you didn't have all the social media stuff, then you could do it. That's fine. Yeah. Because you, you only had that one source. Like you're either going to see it live, that's your only chance, or you got to see it on Sports Center later. But now with yeah. all the social media, like you're going to see it on yeah. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram within five minutes. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't get on Twitter for a while without seeing the video, like every was. other post. It's like immediately after it happens, it's everywhere. All right, I saw it. Like I didn't need to be tuned in for him uh, to walk, and that—that's the problem. Is every single time he was going up to bat, it was like a walk or it was a ground out, and you're cutting in with the the sound too, so you're taking away the sound from the games. There's, I was listening to the Levitard show, and they were out watching like Ole Miss Kentucky at some bar. And then the cut in goes and now, you, you know, you're listening to the Aaron Judge at bat. Everybody's at the bar to watch the game. It was just, um, you know, not reading the room, not reading the audience. Um, you know, I get that baseball is trying to be bigger or whatever, but it's now become just like a regional sport, yeah. really. Um, and, you know, nobody cares about the 60 second home run, to be honest. Like, <laughs> so get it off my screen when I'm trying to watch college football. On a Saturday, I don't want baseball in my business. Um, so luckily, the baseball season was ending this week, so we wouldn't have to deal with that anyway moving forward. But he went ahead, hit that 60-second one, so no, hopefully no more Aaron Judge cut-ins uh, for the rest of the season. Um, but that's all I've got for you this week. Dustin, is that all from you? I'm good, man. Well, that will do it for us this week. Make sure you're following us on Apple and on Spotify to catch our Oklahoma State recap episode that'll be dropping next week after the game. We hope for a fun recap episode to talk about as the Red Raiders are set to take on the number seventh ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys would be a fun one if we're able to pull that one off. 
Um, but make sure you're following us there to catch all that we're doing. Uh, we're dropping two episodes a week, a recap episode and a preview episode. Uh, make sure you're giving the tailgate that five-star rating. Five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review. We always appreciate those. Follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. And give our YouTube channel a follow there to catch bite-sized clips from each week's episodes, as well as our tailgate crashers recap videos that we're posting. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us previewing the Oklahoma State game with us and as always we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.